Hello listeners, Corbin here, and this is a special podcast where I am going to break down all of the different Halloween canon and their timelines so you don't get confused on our retrospective series we're doing leading up to the brand new Halloween film this October. I'm releasing this episode right before the release of Halloween 3 Season of the Witch because that is the movie that breaks off from the original timeline and from there the timelines and the canons get really messy because they change every couple, every couple years. Some of them ignore different movies. Some of them branch off from each other. Some of them act as their own trilogies or duologies or entire reboots. It gets quite confusing. It's one of the only movies that seems to really do this per se. So I have broken this down into eight different canons per se. And I'm not going to get into spoilers, just so you know, just to feel safe. This isn't totally directed towards the diehard Halloween fans of the series. They probably know all about this already, but it is for them as well because it's a good refresher. Uh, I found a lot of enjoyment and a little bit more of knowledge and a grasp on the series creating this infographic myself. And I should stipulate right now that there is an infographic attached in the description below. So before we go any further, make sure to pull up that infographic so we can follow along together. Now, I'm ready to jump into it. This will really help clarify for, like I said, longtime fans and people that are just uh, coming into the Halloween series. This will really help put into a visual aspect the multiple canons, universes, timelines of the Halloween series that began in 1978 that has for now ended in 2009. Almost 10 years later, we are getting a brand new movie that, well, we'll get into it, how it's connected to the rest of the universe. But let's go ahead and take a look at the timelines. Now you'll notice that with each different canon, I have marked a number one through eight. This is for your convenience so you can easily see where I'm at on the infographic. Well, let's just begin with number one. Number one, I have come up with these titles for the canons. These are my own titles that I came up with. Uh, some of them are taglines of the movies or different things, mostly just my own invention. But starting with number one, The Night He Came Home is just the original Halloween movie done by John Carpenter that came out in 1978. I see this movie as John Carpenter originally envisioned it as just a standalone film. It is, I guess you could say, a canon within itself. John Carpenter wanted to leave the movie ambiguous. He didn't want a sequel at all. But he was pressured to do a sequel, hence we got Halloween 2. So if you'll jump down to number 2 with me, it's more of the night he came home. That's the tagline for the movie. And the second one picks up immediately where the first one left off. And John Carpenter did come back with Deborah Hill to, I believe they produced and they both wrote the film. John Carpenter did not direct. 
But Halloween 2, like I said, takes place immediately where the first one left off. It could be seen as one long film, starting with the first, ending with the second. Uh, I will link to both of the reviews of the first and second in the description below, so you can go and listen to those. Those reviews do contain spoilers. Uh, we warn you of that in the very beginning of the podcast. But this is kind of a nice and tidy bow. It wraps everything up really nicely. It gives closure to all of the characters. And it gives closure to the story, whereas there wasn't really closure in the first movie. So I know the first and the second is a pretty beloved canon by most fans. They really see this as a really great duology. All right, we're going to jump to number eight now, actually, which is located in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen. This movie came out in... 1982 about four years after the first only a year after the second and this movie is despite being called halloween 3 and much to the confusion of fans of the series this movie is non-canonical in fact it makes the very first halloween movie out to be just that a fictional movie because we see it playing on the tv a couple times this confused a lot of fans john carpenter and Deborah Hill of the first two movies were a part of this movie in a producerial capacity and nothing less. They really wanted to see the Halloween series move beyond Michael Myers and even move beyond the plot of Halloween 3, and it would be an anthology series possibly every year. So Halloween 4 would have been who knows what they had a couple ideas it wouldn't have involved michael myers and it wouldn't have necessarily involved the events of halloween 3 it would have been another scary movie taking place around and on the events of october 31st halloween well that didn't go over well with fans with audiences with critics it did terrible at the box office it didn't it received pretty terrible reviews so that really frustrated a lot of people. Uh, Mustafa Akkad, who owned the rights of Halloween, decided they really needed to regroup and do something different. So six years later, we come to, let's jump to number three now, what I call the Curse of Thorn. Now this Curse of Thorn, uh, this movie Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, came out in 1988. And as you can see, this movie takes place 10 years after Halloween 2, and hopefully the producers are hoping everybody forgot all about Halloween 3. So the Michael Myers movie, is they're not going to rename it Halloween 3 and just cause even more confusion. They're just going to skip straight to Halloween 4. And... As you can see, after Halloween 4 was a pretty good success, they made Halloween 5. And I should stipulate that these numbers in between the movies do not denote the time in real life. This is how, many how much time takes place between the movies in the, in the movie universe, if that makes sense. So where Halloween 2 ended, 10 years later we're getting a brand new story in the Halloween universe. 
So Laura Strode did not come back. Instead, we get Jamie Strode, which is her daughter. Uh, we learn right in the beginning of the movie, so this is not a spoiler, that Laurie Strode died and she had her daughter. And this all focuses on, this Curse of Thorn canon focuses on the relationship between Michael and his niece, Jamie. So... Uh, in 1989, just a year later, we got Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. In the Halloween universe, it only takes place one year later. Well, it actually, in the beginning, takes place on the night of Halloween 4, and then it jumps to a year later. And I'll be honest with you, listeners, the aside from The Night He Came Home canon, which is, of course my favorite the curse of thorn canon partially is one of my favorites actually i really enjoy halloween four and five i see those as just their own duology i watched those for years without seeing halloween six and i never felt a need to watch halloween six but that being said halloween six halloween 666 halloween the curse of michael myers whatever you wanted to call it was made but it took a lot longer than what fans were used to the curse of michael myers came out six years after the halloween five and it's funny because they actually chose to make that film time and real time so six years have passed since the events of halloween five jamie is a teenager uh, michael is older as well and this movie explains the motives of Michael murdering his sister when he was a child in the very first Halloween movie. And it also explains how Michael is able to survive the unbelievable things that happened to him in 2, 4, and 5, which should have killed anybody, but it doesn't kill Michael. So this movie does give explanations to all of those questions and events that happen. Um, it does, like I said, it does supply answers. So The Curse of Thorn is a totally legit uh, viable canon that can give you answers. That And those answers are somewhat hinted at in 4, barely. Uh, number five does kind of set up six a little bit, but honestly, like I said, you could watch four and five and ignore six, but four, five, and six really do act as their own trilogy in a way. And in that way, they kind of feel disconnected from one and two, but nevertheless, uh, the Curse of Thorn canon um, op operates in tangent with one another. Well... Once again, fans were really not pleased too much with The Curse of Michael Myers. It received mixed reactions. It it wasn't doing it for what fans were really hoping it would go. They really weren't satisfied with the answers they were getting. And the fans also felt like it had really strayed from the roots of the very original Halloween and what was set up in, in Halloween 2 as well. 
So once again, Mustafa Akkad and his creative team regrouped, and three years later, we jump to now number four on the canon, which I call 20 Years Later, and we get a whole new canon, actually, that ignores the, as you'll see, it ignores the events of four, five, and six. And it actually takes place 20 years later in real time and in movie time, if we can call it that. So, of course, we just have Halloween 1 and 2, but as you can see, it ignores 4, 5, and 6, acts like they never happened, Jamie Strode never happened, the daughter never happened. Originally, in one of the early drafts of the script, uh, Jamie was supposed to mention how she did have a daughter and she abandoned her, and which would, of course, insinuate the events of 4, 5, and 6 did take place, but that was written out early on in the screenwriting process, and they decided, let's go back to a clean slate, and this movie was supposed to take the series back to its very original roots that we got in the 1978 Halloween. And, of course, it uh, we see the return of Jamie Lee Curtis, and she hasn't been in a movie since Halloween 2, which was nearly 20 years ago. And in this movie, she has a son... They decided to change it. She has a son, and it sees her face off with Michael. And yes, this movie does give closure. I guess more closure, you could say. We got closure in more of the night he came home. Well, if you do want to continue that story, then you can continue that in the 20 Years Later canon, and you can get closure. If you like, between... Jamie and Michael. This film was well received by uh, critics and fans. They were really happy to see it return to its roots. And, but this wasn't enough, of course. When a franchise is doing well, then they always have to keep pumping out sequels because they're making money. So, four years later, Mustafa Akkad produces Halloween resurrection and now you can see let's go to number five right there if you follow number four straight across to the right you will see halloween resurrection right there it's it's kind of right by the um halloween three on the infographic screen now you'll notice that i have it titled resurrection add-on and the reason i say that is because the very beginning of Resurrection follows the events of Halloween H2O. It takes place about three years later. And I guess we get even more closure, you could say. It's really weird because the beginning of Resurrection feels like if they were going to do that, go that way, then they should have put that with Halloween H2O. But they didn't for some reason. And then after the very beginning of Resurrection happens, between Laurie and Michael, it jumps to a completely different movie with Buster Rhymes and a bunch of people in a house with cameras and it's supposed to be kind of a early reality TV show, internet show. It's really weird. Uh, once again, uh, Mustafa Akkad messed it up. Everybody hated this movie 
Um, Resurrect Halloween Resurrection is uh, one of the most hated Halloween movies of the entire franchise. So that's why I call it an add-on. It's really not necessary to viewing the movie, but the 20 years later canon, I would say, does include those four films. I can't really uh, say it's imperative to watch Resurrection, but it's there if you want to continue the 20 years later canon with the Resurrection add-on. Well, like I said, Halloween Resurrection didn't go over as well as they would have hoped. So they go back and they regroup, and about five years later, and it's kind of funny because you'll notice a pattern. When a Halloween movie really doesn't do good and the fans really turn on it, then it takes about five or six years for Mustafa Akkad and his creative team to come up with a new idea that will hopefully uh, get the fans back on board with the franchise and they can start making more money. So let's jump up to number six at the middle, mid-top of the screen. This is Rob Zombie's vision. So this is the first time that the entire series is rebooted with a remake. Because as you can see before, all of the other movies all draw from the very first movie and even the second movie. Well, this one has nothing to do with any of the other movies at all. This is a completely new, brand new canon that reboots the series, it reboots the entire franchise with Rob Zombie writing and directing. Uh, it's just called Halloween, just like the first one. It came out in 2007, and it's kind of part part reimagining, part uh, remake, and part prequel, you could say. Because Robbie, Rob Zombie gives his own take of Michael Myers' childhood. We do get Michael Myers' childhood in the very first Halloween movie. But it's only for the first couple minutes of the movie and really nothing else. But what we see with Rob Zombie's vision is totally different. And he... Uh, kind of for the most part takes away a lot of the supernatural elements that popped up in Curse of Thorn and somewhat in 20 years later and he goes for a more gritty uh, visceral take of the movie it's much more violent much more over the top with the characters with the language uh, like I said it gives a lot more of the origin story and then it kind of jumps into a remake of the movie and it was fairly well received actually and Rob Zombie wanted to be like John Carpenter and say no I did the movie that's it there's no sequel there's no point we need to just leave it as is but of course the studio I believe it was Dimension and the Akkad family at this point Mustafa Akkad had died so we get his son Malik Akkad has taken over the franchise and they say okay well, we are going to make a direct sequel to your movie without you. So it's going to still tie together, but it will be none of your vision. So that kind of ticked Rob Zombie off. He felt like his hand was being forced. So he did come back with Halloween 2, which came out two years later in 2009. 
And as per Halloween tradition, the sequel takes place, it picks back up on the night of Halloween of the first movie. It takes place on the night of the first movie. And then it seems to follow kind of Halloween 2. It seems to be a bit of a remake of Halloween 2 there for a while. But then we jump a full year later in the Halloween universe. And I did say Rob Zombie ignored the supernatural aspects in his first movie. But then in the second movie, it's totally supernatural. And kind of provides some answers from the first movie. This sequel is more ambiguous, but nevertheless, this is Rob Zombie's duology. He really just wanted to leave it like that. He felt like these two movies were enough, were his vision. But but of course, since it did well at the box office, the studio said, let's do a third one. And this third one was going to be in 3D, and it was going to be actually the very first time we got a Halloween 3 with Michael Myers in it. It was, like I said, it was going to be in 3D. It was going to have the same, it was going to have Tyler Maine, who played Michael Myers in the previous two movies. It was in pre-production. They were really building up to it. I believe the writers left the movie though or the the helm who are helming the movie they left to go do a reboot of hellraiser which ended up never happening and halloween 3 ended up never happening that movie got shelved put in development hell and then eventually totally canceled so after 2009 halloween lay dormant for quite a while there was talks of certain movies they were going to do as as recent as it was probably about two years ago. They had some writers uh, doing up a draft for a new Halloween movie that would see Michael Myers. It would it would ignore pretty much everything else except maybe it would pick back up with either Canon Canon one or two. And it would be about Michael in this prison where they are going to execute him, but something goes wrong. And these kids are in there as well. Uh, I think one of their dads was like a prison guard, so they're going to watch him get executed and they have to run away from him. I don't know. That was really all the details we were provided with, but that actually got scrapped and shelved. And then uh, uh, Blumhouse Studios got a hold of the... Uh, rights to the movie they partnered with the Akkad family and they actually brought John Carpenter and Jamie Lee Curtis back so let's go ahead and jump to number seven what I call the third death of Laurie Strode canon I won't give away why I'm calling it that if you go back and watch canons three and four you will know why I call it that I did kind of take that off of a the comic books that are called The First Death of Laurie Strode, which I do highly recommend. They kind of fill in certain gaps between the movies. But anyways, The Third Death of Laurie Strode is the latest canon that we are getting. And as you can see, 
this is the first time we are getting a canon connected with the first movie that is actually ignoring the second movie. So the third Death of Laurie Strode canon will take place 40 years after the very first movie. So whatever happened in the second, you don't need to watch it anymore. It's completely wiped out. This is the first time that Halloween 2 has been uh, scrubbed from the canon. And we really don't know much about it right now, except Laurie Strode is back. Uh, there's another or two Strodes in the family. And it takes place 40 years later. It's going to, they say it's going to really be in the vein of the very original movie. And just like with Halloween 2, though, that kind of slightly tweaked the ending of the first movie. They say the ending of Halloween 1 will be tweaked. I have no idea how they're going to do that. I'm very interested to see what they'll do with that. But this movie, they say, is supposed to recapture the spirit of the first one more so than Halloween H2O did, and especially more than Rob Zombie or any of the other ones did. But we can't say for certain the movie comes out October 19th of this year. And that wraps up this podcast of the Halloween canon timeline. As you see, we have explored eight different canons with eight different timelines some follow in the tracks of the first few then they decide to scrub everything and reboot completely or they decided to remake completely uh, some are connected some have nothing to do with each other it's kind of a messy canon a messy history of the movies but yeah it's spanned about 40 years now it's been a really long time but hopefully this puts all of your questions to rest hopefully this will help you through our retrospective series i'm really glad i'm getting this out before halloween 3 so you can listen to it that way you're not confused when you listen to halloween 3 and then when you go to halloween 4 you are definitely not confused because many people have been confused on this issue but bring make sure to save this infographic download it to your computer share it with your friends post it on facebook whatever you want to do with it uh, make sure to keep it close by though so you can reference back because like I said we've got a lot more movies to cover and you want to make sure you, we're, you're on the same page with us and you're not confused about when these movies take place in the universe, which ones don't take place in the current episode or canon we're discussing. But I want to thank you for coming along and listening and uh, discussing this with me. Uh, hopefully diehard fans found something new and hopefully newcomers it has now been simplified but we're looking forward to covering the rest of the halloween movies and we're really excited to cover the brand new halloween movie i'm super pumped for it i'm really hoping it's going to live up to the very first movie but make sure to jump in and listen to halloween 3 season of the witch or if you haven't heard the first two, make sure to go back and listen to those. Like I said, they'll all be in the description for you. But thanks again, listeners, and we shall see you with Halloween 3 Season of the Witch.